Thank you for tuning in to Detail Memoirs. This episode is brought to you by Rotafest and Zenware. Rotafest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the VIN and create an invoice in the field. But it also includes integration with QuickBooks, customer management tools, text and email reminders, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about Rotafest at rotafest.com. We are live. We are live. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Rotafest Detail Memoirs, the show where we talk to you and introduce you to people in the industry talk about how they're doing their business, hopefully give you some insight and a little bit of advice and or some little nugget of knowledge that you can gain from this. And I am always joined by my partner, Jody Cedric. Good morning. Super excited to be with you guys. Not only do we have a phenomenal guest, but it also is the last Thursday of the month. So we are doing our Buff and Shine Rota Fest 2021 <laughs> Business Enhancement Giveaway today. So get ready for that. Somebody's going to win some goodies. Yep. So today we are joined by Bernice from Pure Luxury. Is that the whole, is it Pure Luxury? Tent and Detailing. Tent and Detailing Service. Yes, that is correct. Got so, it. and you are out of Chandler, Arizona. Yes. And you always have a beautiful smile. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. Every time I see you, you're always smiling. So... I think I was born that way. Came out smiling, like, "Oh, okay, this is going to be happy kid." <laughs> That's good. Well, we like happy kids. Well, we're super excited. So let's just cut to the chase. Let's start. How did you get into uh, detailing? You know, it's it's been really fun because I actually met you. We met you, or at least I know I met you at SEMA uh, two years ago, which seems like forever ago, pre-COVID, and you were part of the ladies panel with uh, Diane Doyle, um, Jennifer, Jennifer Turcott, and uh, Sydney Bray, Correct. Uh, Gwen from Eyewash Detail. And I just was really impressed as I was listening to you ladies, each of your story, each of your perspective. And I'm like, I got to hear Bernice's story. So how did you get in, into the detailing industry? Well, what was uh, my punishment back then became a blessing in my current life. <laughs> uh, I was really good at talking back and saying shut up and stupid, which were no-nos in my home. And um, I don't know. I just I, I just wanted to talk back. I, I wanted to do what I wanted to do. I had my own agenda and I had things to do. And I always got these stops by my parents. No, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. No, you can't say that. And so anytime I got in trouble, it was either, okay, do you want a spanking or do you want to go work on cars with your dad? And uh, well, that's uh, easy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any kid that said, please beat me. Right. <laughs> so I'd work on the cars with dad. And after a while, that was, spankings were not an option. It was just like, go work on the cars with your dad. And it's like, mm -hmm. okay. And so that's what I did. And then 17, I said, I'm not working on cars no more. I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm leaving and I never want to dirty my hands again. So you figure out the cars, dad. And uh, he was a body man and a mechanic and a very good one in our city of San Antonio, Texas. 
And um, I left. I left because I was done. And I went off and married this man that my parents didn't like. And um, I just, it was horrible. You know, two and a half years, I was in a very, very violent relationship. Mm. And in the midst of it all, I had a couple kids and was hospitalized several times due to uh, the violence. And uh, I, I rebelled again. I, one day I just started working out and I said, you know what? I'm going to, um, I'm going to leave. How do I leave? I thought, well, I have to stun him and shock him for a bit. And I didn't know how to use a gun. So I thought, well, I'll just punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, in elementary, that was pretty normal because I got tired of boys trying to kiss me. So I'd punch them. <laughs> That's what happens when you have a beautiful smile and a, a seven-year-old kid. It wasn't funny. It was just that I, I smile a lot. So I uh, did it, and I picked up those two babies. I had a two-month-old and a four, a two-year-old and a four-month-old, and I just picked them up, and I ran to the closest fire station, which was five blocks away. And, you know, I was in pretty decent shape, so I, I made it. And um, I, I said, call the cops, call the cops, hurry up. And they did, and it was just it, – it, that moment just changed my life completely. Yeah. And uh, they said, well, are you going to go back? I'm like, no, I, I need to hide. Where do I hide? And I'm like, well, you can't hide here. And I thought, okay. So I said, just put him in jail so I can get all my stuff. And they did that. And for two whole days, I just got my stuff and I left everything there because I knew I had no place to put it. And uh, the, the kids and I ended up living in a car. It was a Celica Supra. Wish I still had it today. I'd be pretty wealthy if I have <laughs> yeah, yeah, you no kidding. <laughs> but uh so yeah we lived in the car for a couple months and lived at a park and um I helped the homeless there because I had a job and um I had a job at the doctor's office during the day and then at night I uh worked at a bar and I was a bartender and then during the middle of the day I would go to school so I hired a living sitter and uh, so not, not a living, but I would take the kids to her mm -hmm. and she would take care of them during the day. And then at night I would take them to this other house and they would take care of the kids at night until I got off of work at three or four in the morning. And uh, that was scary because the bar, a lot of them, the, the Hell's Angels began to hang out at this bar and it was a pool hall. So I learned how to play pool and I learned how to hustle playing pool and I started making good money. So I quit bartending and I started playing pool against these guys and uh, made them pretty mad. So I had, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know how I got good. I think it was just, uh, I didn't want to be broke. I mean, the thought of living on the streets was bad enough, um, but I did have money because, you know, I worked two jobs, but it was scary. It was very scary. And I had no resources or thought that there were no resources. Um, right. So I man, I need something to make me happy because even though I had left him, he would still find us and it make my life pretty traumatic. So I had to keep moving from park to park. Mm. And uh, it was rough. It was rough. I ended up in the hospital a couple of times. And I just one day just woke up and said, I just want to be happy. I want to be happy. And I already knew that I was messed up mentally uh, with PTSD. Any loud noise would just freak me out. So I thought, how can I be happy? Yeah. And I picked up this book called um, Awaken the Giant from Within. And that is with Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins, Tony Robinson, something like that. Yeah, Tony Robbins. Yep. And I read that book. And part of the book says, um, interview 10 people of potential, potential successful people you want to be. 
And I thought, okay, I can do that. Um, I did a guy with the CIA, um, a brain surgeon, a head nurse of a, a hospital, uh, a pharmacist. And uh, anyhow, there's four, like, I did nine, nine interviews and also a detailer. Okay. I was seeking happiness and I was seeking success at that moment. And uh, I was very, very hurt, very angry and uh, very traumatized. So I interviewed them all. And the most successful and happiest one was a detailer. Mm-hmm. And he said, at the end of the day, Bernice, when I go to the bank, I don't care how bad I'm treated by my customers. And he pulls out this big old wad of cash. He goes, my bankers are always happy to see me. <laughs> and he says, and I can go home and I can eat steak and I can spoil myself. He, well, he wasn't married. He was a single guy. And I thought, oh my God, I want that. It's money and happiness. <laughs> I can deal with that. And well, I didn't really feel like I was rich, but I knew that I was because I knew I still had the happiness inside there. I just had to dig it out again. Yeah. And, uh, so I said, okay, well, if I give you two days of work at no charge, will you show me what detailing products to buy? And I'll stay on the other side of town so not to compete with you. And he's like, sure. So I worked two days and I promised him that I would do that. And that was my exchange for him training me. And we went to the detail shop. And so all I had was $50 in my account because I had just paid all the bills. I was trying to pay everything off so that when I actually did and qualify for a place that no, I, I didn't get a place because I didn't have any credit. So that was the hard part. Mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't matter how much money you have in your bank. If you have no credit, you have no place to stay unless you're staying with a relative. Right. So I learned that one the hard way. And it came out to $49 and 98 cents by the great. Oh, that's crazy. I, it was, I was at the register and I just started crying and like, ma'am, are you okay? It's like, yes, I'm fine. And it was like, you know, there are no coincidences. And for the first six months out, business was just great. And I thought, is this what God wants me to do? I don't want to get dirty. I don't want to be stinky. This is horrible. <laughs> But he just gave me all the green lights to keep going and keep going. And I um, had several fleets. I had State Farm Insurance, all of their uh, company cars. I had the the jail. I had the police department. I had the sheriff's department. I had the judges' chambers. And so I surrounded myself by all the people I thought that could help take care of me because of who my ex-husband was. And um, I just got tired of it. And I got tired of being stinky and gross and dirty and I was happy and I always had money, but I, I didn't want to be that. So I kept going back and forth between corporate America and being successful and detailing when I get tired of all the dog and pony shows in corporate America. Yeah. And here I am today and you know, I sold a really, really nice job uh, in a large city for $198,000. And it was one of the biggest jobs sold for window tent back then in 2010 and I was super excited and the commission changed at the last minute and I thought wait what just happened here and although I got a good check my commission changed at the last minute and that was really hurtful and I thought I worked very hard for this How, how can you do this to me and so I thought Bernice it's not about you it's about them wake up this is a corporate America 
And although I felt very successful, I felt like a failure at the same time. I felt like I failed myself and my mm. mission. So again, I was seeking happiness and I thought, well, I'm just going to go back to tinting and detailing for me mm. and create a big job like that for me. And uh, I didn't do any big sales like that yet because that happened in 2010. But uh, I've created something I never thought that I could have ever. Yeah. And this is just from the streets, from <clears throat> being in the hospital bed, embarrassed because of what just happened with me and my ex-husband. And I was engaged four times, very embarrassed of it. And I thought, okay, now you have something you can commit to. What, what about a man in your life, Bernice? And I thought, mm-mm, I, I'm just tired of men right mistreated all the time so i I dated my current husband for about 15 years and then we were engaged for three years and then we just got married Uh, we just completed a year of marriage congratulations so so on your on the tinting side is that is that automotive or do you do uh residential tinting as well we do both we do residential commercial and Which in Arizona, in Arizona, that is just, that's a must. That's my bank. That's I'm, like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm like watching her smile and she's going, oh, yeah, yeah that, I, I just, I was seeing dollars going oh, yeah, through yeah, your yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, and that's one of the things we really like about this show is when we, when we talk about people's, the different business strategies they have, a lot of it is regional. I mean, not everybody can open up a residential tent shop and make it like you can in the Arizona or in some of the, the more uh, uh, arid climates like that. Um, somebody could probably do it here in Boise, Idaho, hint, hint. Um, because, because we're- Are very, you telling me to get a job? I'm telling you to get a job, man. So there's a lot, of, it's a very arid climate, but also in the summertime, the heat is very intense. It's a, it is like Arizona in the sense that it is a very dry, we don't have a lot of humidity and we are a, we are a high desert climate. So um, I think that that's one of the things that, you know, as we do this show, I love to hear people's regional um, business strategies because as other people watch the show and see the episodes, they can kind of look at that. And whatever your thing is in your area, you know, you can kind of take advantage of that and and do that. So, so now your 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 current company, Pure Luxury. How long have you had that in your current location? In my current location since 2012. Okay. Oh, a long time. And then are you, are you, you have one brick and mortar location or are you multiple? Um, I have one brick and mortar location. I've been looking for the past two years for another location close by so that one uh, property can kind of be the turnstile along with um, my classes. And then the other building, I'll have my big jobs like for paint protection, ceramic coatings and vinyl wraps. That's phenomenal. So, I have two questions for you. The first one, how did you dig in so hard to yourself? Because I think a lot of times, especially business owners, when they're starting out and you were facing, I mean, real tragedy going into business. And I think a lot of people, they they come into business and they just have an idea and a passion. And as soon as the challenge hits them, they're ready to shut down. So how did you just dig in and go, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to find my success and my happiness. Where did that come from? Wow, that's a really good question. Jeez, I never asked myself that. 
Um, I think when I was born, not only was I smiling, but I had a huge defiant attitude coming on out right behind me. And that just stuck all my life. Um, I wanted yeses. I got too many no's when I was a child. I always got, you can't do this. You can't do that. You have to follow these rules. And with my ex-husband, who was very controlling, and I, I was owned by him, I thought, again, I put myself in the same situation. I may as well just stay home with yeah. my parents. So coming out of both of those back to back, I thought, what about me? What about getting a yes? What about, and, and it was a little bit selfish, but I was not going to take a no anymore. I was done yeah. with those. And I think just the anger, the hurt, I wanting a yes, wanting happiness. I didn't, I didn't feel challenged. I just, the only time I felt challenged was like, okay, I'm bored. Now what do I want to do? Mm. Yeah. So how is the, how is the, um, <clears throat> I mean, we, we've all felt some kind of adversity in the last year. Nothing like you're describing before. She's but, like, that's yeah. nothing. What are you I talking mean, about COVID? It's interesting because. Who's feeling adversity? Yeah, Jody and I watched people in the first two weeks of, of last year in March go out of business. Yeah. And, and my thought on that, I was like, was your business built on paper mache? Because you didn't make it that long. And if you can't make it through the first two weeks of something that affected, it did affect the market, absolutely. But I've seen my personal anecdotal, non-intelligent, just me talking to people, I've seen more people do better last year than they did the previous year. It goes back to not wanting a no. I'm not mm -hmm. going to accept it. Yeah. Um, I've had cancer twice in my life. You know, One was skin cancer. Another was uh, ovarian cancer. And... No, I'm not going to accept it. If cancer can't kill me, if my, my ex-husband can't keep me down and kill me, then no, nothing's going to kill me. Yeah. That's how I think. And I, I want to do anything and everything so that when I die, I die in peace and I'm happy mm -hmm. and I can rest peacefully is how I look at it. Yeah. Well, Jody, you know, you've always told me you've never met anybody as stubborn as I am, but I'm thinking. That... I think she's got you beat. <laughs> Yeah. I think she's got you beat. I mean, I, I'm pretty stubborn, but you know. So I, I honestly, Bernice, listening to your story, I wish we had a crowd here so we could give you a standing ovation. <laughs> I mean, it's um, it's humbling to to listen to your you know your story and your determination to find happiness. And I think a lot of people, they define their success by what they're able to accomplish in their business, mm -hmm. not in finding happiness. And, and I'm always talking to our team about, it's like, look guys, yeah, I want to get to this point in our business, but I'm embracing the journey mm -hmm. because the journey is just <clears throat> as important, if not more important, than the goal that's on the horizon. Yeah. Because it's in the journey that you make yourself, you make your team, you become in a, a an impact, not only for the industry, but also for your family. And that's really the most important to me is the impact that you're having on your family as you're building for that success. Yeah. Well, I, my dad always said something. He's like, just be happy that the money's going to follow. And right. it's it's weird because not only my dad said it, but 
you know, back then when I thought I was a hottie toddy, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, was engaged to one, but dated a couple others uh, to, uh, they're, they're millionaires and one was a multimillionaire. And both of them said, don't ever be comfortable. Don't fall in love with your material items mm -hmm. and always seek happiness and your life will yeah. be Yeah, and I think too many people, um, they, they gauge their, quote, happiness and their success on a dollar amount. <clears throat> and the, the reality is there are people that are, that are happier that have no money than people that have a ton of money. The problem is, is that um, too, too often in American society, we gauge happiness by dollars and it doesn't, it doesn't equate to the same. It's material. Um, yeah. And, and at the end of the day, the money's not going to go with you. You know, you're, you're going to be sitting there with your family. And that's, that's really, I think what one of the big important lessons of the last year is, um, is People had to try to find happiness and, and our I know Jody's family, I know my family, we've gotten closer and closer just because of the the time we spent together. And it had nothing to do with money. I mean, it was very, very simple things that we could do. And um, and like Jody said, the journey along the way, you learn things that you can either take that lesson and say, okay, I've learned something from this and now it's gonna help shape me into a better person, or you can go the other direction and become a worse person. And you know, from what I've seen with you, and I, and I know that you and I, uh, Mobile Tech Expo a couple of years ago, we had lunch together with a bunch of guys and we just sat and, I mean, literally people were looking at us. We were just cracking up, laughing and giggling. And, and you know, it, it's, it's a bunch of people getting together that we did, it didn't matter whether, you know, you and I were competitors or whether you and I were customers or anything like that. It was just people getting together and enjoying being around each other. And I think that that is, to me, that's way more important than anything else we're doing. You know, one of the most, uh, the things that has humbled me and Jody as business owners is a couple of years ago, we were awarded um, here in Idaho as um, the best place to work in Idaho. And that was rated by our employees and by a bunch of different cri criteria. And it really means a lot to us that most of our employees have been with us seven, eight, 10 years. They really, um, they stay with us and they have really put their life into our hands as business owners. And that means a lot to us. It's not a, you know, stop along the way somewhere. It's, it's, they've invested in us. We invest in them. Um, there's several of our employees that we were friends with that we brought on because we knew them already. It wasn't an, a blind interview. And so it's, I think your journey along the way you know, your last days should be a smile on your face and a celebration of what you've accomplished as opposed to a struggle, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's just the, the that's the easy stuff. I mean, wow. I mean, I think that, you know, being in sports in high school and middle school and achieving all those awards and, and beating all the <clears throat> records that I did throughout my life, that's what kept me going because I was just really good at running, mm -hmm. you know, I, I didn't want to be committed. I was anti-committal and I was used to being in sports and being competitive and I had to win. I had to win. And before I died, I was going to win. Yeah. I can die today and be like, okay, I, I'm good. Don't revive me. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. 
so so what do you think looking back what do you think has been you know if you were telling another business owner the the two or three things that you think are keys to helping them win in their business what would those things be whatever it is you choose be the best at it doesn't matter what your neighbor's doing doesn't matter there's five others doing the same thing around you be the best at it mm. because mm -hmm. you can pay for all this marketing and branding and let them keep your money or you can be the best at it and keep the money in your bank yep. not do any marketing and branding and just let your work market and brand for you right and mm. i think that speaks <clears throat> volumes you know you look at a lot of companies out there and they're spending tons of money on marketing and branding and that's great for them that's how they want to claim success i want to yeah. claim success and be like oh but if you go to that car girl man she's good and she does a, a one-stop shop you can do everything there and i don't want to pay them for marketing right my customers my cars they do my marketing and branding for me so be the best i mean even if it's just mopping floors be the mm -hmm. best floor mopper ever yep and everybody will notice everybody knows remembers that janitor from high school that always kept the the cafeteria room clean because we know that we put them through crap but everybody yeah. knows that. <laughs> Yeah. Food fight. Yeah. I, I, I met a guy once that was a, uh, he actually was a janitor like that at a big corporation and he was the happiest guy in the world. And that was his philosophy. He said, I am the best toilet scrubber you will ever meet in your life. And he was happy doing it. He wore a suit and tie and he was just super happy to do it. And, and he was a lifer. I mean, he'll be there forever because he had the best attitude doing it. And, and I like what you said, because you you can speak for yourself there might be somebody in your area that does more marketing but as soon as they get a crappy job they're going to come back to you and do it with you so yeah <clears throat> and the other thing there ladies if you're listening don't take any crap from anybody and learn how to use your fist <laughs> so yeah fist, elbow feet yeah. legs yeah oh yeah no that's that's fantastic so i'll never forget when i was in fifth grade and there was this guy and I, I still remember his name to this day his name was robert and uh, he's always trying to kiss me. So he'd say, well, I'll be on her team. I'm like, no, I don't want you on my team. So I would always play with David and Pedro because they would protect me from Robert. <laughs> <laughs> One day, Dave, uh, Pedro and David were on the other field and I got stuck on this other field with Robert. And I was like, oh, crap. So I thought, OK, I'm going to play hardball. And so I kicked the ball and it accidentally hit him in the face. He's like, you're going to get it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I said, I already gave it to you. And attention he got me and he kissed me and i punched him and then i got in trouble i was like why am i in trouble my parents told me don't kiss boys i was protecting myself and i didn't want to get in trouble with my parents well i still got a, a paddle at the office and for the longest i was very confused why he didn't get in trouble yeah and did. yeah oh yeah total double standard yeah. that's that's my daughters I've, I've i've got three daughters and i've you know, told them all along, you don't take any crap from anybody. My oldest daughter was extremely competitive, extremely tough and, and didn't take crap from anybody. And she had, she had boys that she had to get in fights with. And I always ask, I said, what, what did you do? Well, he tried to do this. I, I have no problem with that at all. all. Right, 100% backing from me, you know, so. Did you hit him twice? No, that's good. You know what? Teach him the lesson. I, I'm, I'm sure. all for that. I, I have two daughters too. I'm like, don't take that crap. Yeah. <laughs> You're a queen. Expect to be treated like a queen. If they can't leave, 
Yeah. So make make him regret the choice of uh, treating you poorly. So. Yeah. Well, I learned. I just I never had a boyfriend, um, so to speak, for before my husband. So I, I didn't know what to expect from a marriage because I didn't even know how to have a relationship. Uh, yeah. with a man. But uh, I'm glad that I knew better than to stick around. Yeah, no, well, I had to. That's so awesome. am I, and I love your story. So before we have everybody learn how they get in touch with you, we have to do our giveaway. So, so everybody, as you know, we have a year-long giveaway or longer. It is a giant box full of buff and shine pads, Road FS software, stickers, goodies, all kinds of stuff. There might be mystery stuff in there as well. We've been doing this since October. We're going to continue doing this throughout this year and maybe longer. We've got a couple of other vendors that are highly interested in doing this a continuing thing. Um, so and I did put your name in your there, name Bernice. Is in, the, in the hopper. You get at least at least one of these buff and chunk kits. There is tons of pads in there. There's bigs, there's smalls, there's all kinds of stuff. So everybody that if you don't know how to get involved in it, you just go out to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You take any of your social media platforms, you put in the hashtag reflection artist, hashtag road FS and hashtag buff and shine manufacturing. And you're in the drawing. That's all it takes. Say something nice about us, get in the drawing and we will continue to draw your name from this thing. So as of right now, we have all these wonderful uh, things. Drum roll, please. And the winner of this it, month is Sarah Riles. So we will get Sarah, this is your box. We will get this shipped out to you. We need to get a hold of you and get your address and we'll mail this out to you. And then we will get you all set up with everything. Uh, and we will go again. So next month, again, drawing, we have box upon boxes of this stuff. Buff and Shine Manufacturing has been unbelievably generous. And giving this away. There's Sarah. She's There's Sarah. Yay! She always tunes in. So, yeah. There you go, Sarah. Sarah. You're the winner. So, every week, Sarah tunes in. I always see her comments and her likes. So, super excited that you are this week's winner. So, we, I will connect with you. And we will get that box of Buff and Chime pads set out. And, and we'll also of, get you set up for Rotobus. So, for a month or two. So, yeah, we're super excited. So, so how, Bernice, how do people get a hold of you that are in Chandler if they don't know how to get a hold of you? Um, well, I'm at, um, I'm across Caddy Corner to the Chandler Harley Davidson right off the main highway, which is Highway 10. And uh, you can reach me at, um 480-560-8143 or my address here is 7050 west chandler boulevard we're in suite one and uh there's always a bunch of cars so you always know it, that, that we're home <laughs> with all the cars outside that's but, awesome that's super cool we're well, super excited to have you on here i mean i like i said i, I really enjoyed meeting you the multiple times we have been together um and uh you know we'll have to next time we go to lunch and have a giggle fest we'll have to take jody with us because yeah he loves please. to laugh so. i love to laugh and have a good time and uh i i just want to thank you for your story uh it is powerful powerful you know i'm getting old because i'm starting to get leaky and uh, i'm like ah dang it but no kudos as i said standing ovation to you and your story thank you for sharing it 
Thank you for being such an impact and a leader in the industry. We need more women like you that are saying, you know what? I'm going to stand up for myself. I'm going to seek happiness. I'm going to seek success. And I'm going to celebrate myself and my family in the process. So be positive. That's that's one thing that I would say is I just, I really enjoy people that are positive that go that route instead of the really negative route that a lot of people in the detailing industry go. I don't understand it. I don't know why people think that being nasty and being negative is the the way to do it. Um, Your customers see that stuff. You know, and I would rather go to somebody that's happy and upbeat and and out in the world puts out a positive vibe than going to somebody that is beating down their competition or their neighbor or whatever. So thank you. Um, It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And we wish you the best and success in Chandler and everywhere you go. And I can't wait to see you again. Are you going to be at the Southern Detailers Conference in June? I mean, if it goes through, I know it hasn't the past couple of years, but hopefully yep. it does. And yep. yeah, definitely be there. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, well, well, we hope to see you there and at other events this year. So thank you very much. Thank you guys so much. I'm super honored to be a part of your show. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you. You have a fantastic day. And all of you that are tuned in, thank you so much for joining us every week. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe. subscribe. And we will check you same time, same bat channel just next, next week. week. See ya. Bye. Bye. Well,